This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. I'm Nick Hoadley, and each week you can join me as I interview leading InsureTech executives from around the world. We will be learning about the different InsureTech technologies and finding out how they can be a benefit to both insurance brokers and carriers when it comes to delivering for your customers. We'll also be learning about the different career opportunities available to insurance leaders within the InsureTech space and what benefits that can give to your career. I hope you enjoy the show. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Katie Rose. Katie is the CEO at PINS. PINS are a risk management insurtech business based in San Diego, California. And it's a pleasure to have Katie join us today. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Katie, very excited to have you on board today. Really looking forward to hearing more about PINs and some of the work that you're doing there. Would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about your your background, first of all, and how you came to joining the business? I know your father was very much the founder of the business, but what was that journey for you personally and how did you come to get involved in the business? I grew up, you know, really learning from my dad and my mom, who was a risk manager for a large hospital in our area. Dad's an insurance broker, commercial property casualty insurance broker for general contractors. I really learned from both of them from a young age, you know, the nature of insurance, why it's a thing, you know, why does it exist? How does it play a role in daily business transactions? My mom was a, a nurse first, and then she became an attorney. So risk management was just this beautiful blend of both those skill sets. And my dad, you know, very long-standing client relationships on his insurance agency. So he really has, you know, over the years, this deep understanding of the implications of insurance when you don't have it, when you need it, et cetera. So that's, you know, foundational to my home life conversations at home. And then after college, I wanted to move home. I wanted to be closer to my family. And I thought I wanted to go to vet school of all things, because my sister is a veterinarian and we're a really big horse race family. So Grew up around horses, knew a lot of vets, loved the experience, tried that for a summer and like immediately realized, no way do I want to do this. This is a death wish for me. I'm going to die in a, you know, one of these barn stalls with this horse going crazy. So I thanked my doctor, Dr. Scott Meyer for the internship and then called my dad and said, you've been talking to me about your brainchild pins and i I want to try the software company with you. So that was a great experience. You know, he really wanted someone who could visualize the software, engage engineers, be a little bit more of the tech side of the business. Not that I'm a software engineer, but like, you know, develop that role, hire those people, execute on his vision. And all the while, he continued to teach me why there was a need for this product, exactly how it should function, what the expectations would be. It's so interesting to hear those insurance routes, there, both with your father and your mother. It's uh, normally one or the other, but to have both of them is you've certainly got 
insurance blood in your family we do we have a lot of insurance blood in our family yeah and it's i don't know it's funny i mean maybe my mom she went back to law school after having met my dad so maybe that was part of it she sort of like got the interest from him because he was already a broker but yeah they loved talking about risk management strategy surprised that you gave veterinary a chance and you didn't just go straight into insurance oh yeah they're split up but they're like best friends so it never wasn't uh a bad situation lived right next to each other best friends yeah. my stepmoms used to be a jockey and she oh. worked for bob baffert who's a big you know horse trainer if you're familiar with thoroughbred racing and then as kids we just grew up with like horse racing so it was like green bay football horse racing insurance and it's like the oddest list of things but everybody in my family knows quite a bit about those subjects so the only thing for you to do now is Green Bay. Play for the yeah, Green American Bay Packers. Football. I should clarify because you're in England. Yes, Green Bay Packers, American football. But yeah, there's no way. I know nothing nearly as much about football as I do about risk management. I feel like I am the worst family member when it comes to being a Green Bay fan. Good choice that you made there. So Katie, can I ask then a little bit more about maybe about your father's background, how he came going from a broker to then obviously starting this company and then what, what your plans are now to take that on further? So my dad, he got his broker's license maybe in his late 20s or 30s. I really loved it. You know, he's so social. And I think what he loved about it was that it's a very engaging business that you develop long-term client relationships. There's a level of trust, year-over-year -year knowledge gathering about your client's business that impacts how you inform them on what products they should buy for insurance, their own risk, so on. He's really a thoughtful person, you know, very inventive, very original. His clients continued to have this issue. They continued to run into stressful moments where they had a project and a subcontractor on the project filed an insurance claim. And if they couldn't produce insurance documents for that sub for that project, then that general contractor would have to tender the claim on their own policy, even though, you know, they didn't lay the foundation or they didn't install the windows. So it always felt a bit unfair. I think in my dad's opinion that, you know, these clients of his were being put through these moments of stress, but then he also realized, you know, they need a better process. Like they're not owning their process. They need to drill into why this is happening. He developed this concept of, you know, here's how you're going to track these insurance documents. And here's an education on why you need to get these documents from subcontractors or vendors that you work with or vendors you buy supplies from, you know, here's the risk you're exposed to. You may not know this, but you are daily exposed to this risk and your only ability to defend yourself in court is with these documents. You got to get them. Here's a process. So after enough crazy weekends of looking for these insurance documents with his clients, he, with me and another engineer in his office, this gentleman, you know, wasn't like a React SaaS or JavaScript engineer, but he was a, a really clever IT guy and put to the screen what my dad was envisioning with some guidance for me and a few other folks. So we had this beta version of pins and his client base took it on as our first group of users, you know, beta users, and they did so well with it. There was an immediate correlation to reduction in gross claims, which was just like fantastic. And as a broker, he's always looking for ways to give his clients a service that's unique. They can go buy an insurance policy, a workers' comp policy anywhere. But if they've got a connection to their broker and some unique education or unique tools or something that's more meaningful, more comprehensive for their long-term business health, they're going to stay with that broker. So it adds a lot of value to that relationship. 
And then the obvious next step was to take that beta product, rebuild it as a cloud SaaS software and sell it to anybody that would listen to us. And that's interesting because we got as our first customer of this, you know, cloud software, the city of Glendora in Southern California, which is a neighboring town about 20 miles away from my dad's office. And that city had been looking for a tool like this for years. And it was so interesting to me that our first paying customer outside of his client community was not a contractor. And for me, that's when I was really like, I'm I'm going to see this through because this is interesting. This is a massive market and we're just scratching the surface. Huge opportunity. Katie, we are in the insurance coffee house today. I know it's pretty early there in the morning in San Diego. What is your go-to coffee of choice today? <laughs> well, it depends on your definition of early because I have a seven-month-old. So early today oh, wow. was 45 in the morning. So this is my coffee of choice. It's uh, my favorite mug. It says, be the person your dog thinks you are. Regular drip coffee with half and half and a teaspoon of sugar. I hate to admit that I put sugar in my coffee every day, but I am one of those people. Well, I'm on the evening shift tonight. You can see some of my co-workers leaving the office. Behind me as we go, I've got a strong black coffee to see me through. We should be fine. Katie, would you mind giving our listeners an overview of the business, where it is at the moment, where you're operating, maybe details on some of the markets that you're working with, maybe some of your customers are operating in. Pins is a software, SaaS software. So um, meaning you can just go on to, you know, Google, look for pinsadvantage.com and subscribe online to use our product. And the markets that use our software are pretty broad. Our two biggest industries are municipalities, which we would include cities, counties, airports, any publicly funded municipal entity. And then the second biggest market is construction general contractors or big subcontractors who are subbing out portions of their work. So they have that liability with subs underneath them. So those are our two biggest market segments. And they're using our software to request insurance from third parties that they interact with. Those third parties submit the requested insurance information to PINs. It's stored online. It's you know checked for compliance, expiration date tracking, et cetera. Tons of awesome tools within the software. So that both the requester, be that the airport and the airline who's submitting the insurance, feel like they know what's going on, right? They know what's being asked of them. They know when it's received, et cetera. There's an actual process to this. It's not just, you know, out in an email somewhere in cyberspace waiting for a document to be sent back. So that's how our tool works. And that's the use case for it. Those segments, municipalities and construction, they're not our only industries. So we've also got property management. We've got uh, finance companies that use PINs. You know, here in the U.S., banks collect insurance from every um, you know mortgage lendee. So they want to know that their collateral, their dollars on that loan, are safeguarded by a homeowner's policy. We've got users that are in the food distribution space. We've got a candy coating company that coats chocolate candies in Illinois, in the United States, that uses PINs because every ingredients vendor that they buy you know, raw ingredients from to make those candies is an exposed risk, right? What if there's something found in the sugar issues later? It's just this, you know, cascading sea of potential users. We're really focused today on construction, particularly commercial general contractors and municipalities, airports and cities, because we just have the most users in those space. So we really know their business case well. But that doesn't mean we don't get inbounds from a factoring company that wants to use pins and they love it. 
What are the major benefits then for those customers, both for those businesses, then the third parties or the contractors that they work with? What are the benefits of being on the platform? Reduction in gross claims. Really, that's the biggest benefit. I mean, that's the most quantifiable benefit. Let's talk about LAX. They use our software. If LAX is, you know, operating every day of the week with tons of flights coming in and out, we've got food vendors distributing alcohol, beer, coffees, etc. You know, there's so much activity going on. We've got limo drivers, Uber drivers constantly circulating through that airport. LAX as an entity is so exposed. If one of those vendors does something rogue, even if by accident, and there's a big impact to a passenger, that passenger is going to take up their issue first and foremost with the airport because it happened at LAX. LAX cannot live with that exposure. They can't operate. They can't guarantee their employees jobs next year if they just accept that level of exposure. They have to figure out a way to assess and really understand how exposed are they. Every year, what's the likelihood of insurance claims? There's going to be some amount. And what's that dollar value? And then they have to dwindle it back and ask themselves, you know, do we need to be this exposed? Would a better process have reduced this kind of cost? And then implementing tools like PINs really does do that. It saves them a lot of cost around administrative hours because it's automated and you, know, you can set up email cadences, things you don't have to do manually anymore. But it also transfers that risk back to the vendor who's responsible for whatever event may occur. I see. And then presumably for those vendors who work regularly with companies like LAX, it's then up there, it's not up there on the system. They don't have to keep repeating the same process time and time again. So I think a good analogy here is an instruction manual for a power tool you've never used before. So if I hand you a power tool today and I'm like, here you go, Nick, figure out this mill saw and you've never seen one before, you've never used it before, you're not in construction, you're not a carpenter, you're like, Katie, I run this podcast. I don't want this mill saw. You're kind of uh, stressed about it. You're like, what do you want me to do with this? This seems a bit dangerous. Like I can tell there's exposure to me here with the mill saw and you're just expecting me to use it. And I'm like, well, per my contract with you, Nick, you got to use this mill saw. So later you're freaked out by that. You don't really know what you're getting into. Pins is the user guide for that insurance request. So, you know, the next time I give you a mill saw, and I hand you a very awesome, you know, detailed printed in color instruction manual with pictures and a little, you know, guy doing his thing looking like he's having a good time. You're like, I can do this. I know how to read, Katie. It'll be fine. I'll let you know if I have issues. Totally calms you down. And you are much more effective at using that saw right away because you have that information. You have that structure and process and guidance through something you otherwise aren't super familiar with. If you're selling beer, at LAX, your Golden Road Brewery, which is a great little brewery here in Southern California, and they've got a, a spot inside the airport. It's great. You know everything you can know about hops and beer and when to stop serving a patron and how to you know, measure your cash box, et cetera. But you don't really know insurance. So when LAX sends you a contract that's 10 pages long detailing insurance requirements and legalese language, you're like freaking out. You're like, what am I signing up for? I just want to sell this beer. I don't know about insurance. When LAX sends that same request through PINs, it's broken out in these really easy to understand stepwise functions where that vendor or that you know contractor who needs to provide this information can piecemeal through it quickly 
and feel like, okay, I, I have a sense of what's going on. I know what they're asking me for. I'm familiar. It very much helps those contractors and third parties as well to do business, to work with big, mm-hmm. big, large vendors as well. So commercially, yeah. really, really useful product as well. In terms of the business and the growth that you've experienced so far, you know, your father started the business. You've very much taken that on and you're leading that now through the SaaS company what's been the biggest challenges that you've faced so far in building the business just having no idea what i'm doing every day of the week feeling like a guppy in the middle of the ocean that's a challenge so yeah i think truly it's not having done this before you know you learn so much in iterative process you can really reflect on how you know you could have improved, but hindsight's twenty twenty. So you don't have that to begin with. And my dad had built an insurance agency, you know, understands commercial insurance, mm-hmm. et cetera, had never built a software company. So although he's a great guide for me around how to keep books, how to hire somebody, what a employee handbook looks like, you know, there's a lot of just general knowledge he's shared with me. Both of us have had to go out and find out how to build a SaaS software, agile development process, like, you know, so many things. It's funny, it's often with insure tech companies, they've got the tech expertise, but they need that insurance knowledge to really see what solution it can provide to the market. But it sounds like it's the opposite. That <laughs> insurance experience is very well ingrained. It's about building a software business, which obviously has different challenges, which I think is really interesting, actually. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, my dad's so pissed that he helped me through college and I didn't get a computer science degree. He's like, what What the hell? Like, this is such a... <laughs> opportunity for what we ended up doing. I'm like, yeah, I'm really regretting it. Yeah. It would be great to blend those skills from the beginning. Um, You get what you get, right? You have the cards in front of you and you play the game. But I think the hardest part has been figuring it out along the way. It brings us nicely onto the espresso round. Questions are designed to be short, sharp and straight to the point. So ready for the espresso round, Katie? I fire away. The espresso round. In terms of growth, how many people are you looking to grow the business by in the next 12 months? Two to four. And what are the cultural values that you're building along the way there? What's the culture of the business that you're building? Customers first, always the priority, mm-hmm. no matter what. That's what I have really valued from the beginning. Second to that, first principle thinkers, people who ask themselves, what do we want? And then go backwards to solving it as opposed to trying to, you know, force square pegs into round holes. And then lastly, a sense of humor. You know, it's challenging to grow a business. I don't want to do it unless I'm having a good time. Otherwise, I would take a job somewhere else, just punching numbers into a screen and not have to be under so much pressure. So if I can choose, you know, I'm going to choose team members and people that value, you know, that that sense of humor and spirit. Are you looking to build a team there locally in San Diego? Have you got people working remotely for you? We have people working remotely. Depending on the role, I typically prefer to have that person in San Diego or at least able to come to San Diego. Routinely could be once a month, once a quarter, once a week. There's a lot of knowledge that you can gain just through osmosis, you know, hearing me interact with our engineers, hearing me talk to our customer support staff or our board members, you know, you just kind of learn that because you're in the room. And then you also learn people's personalities, you know, you kind of know their boundaries and and when to push and when to to ask for, you know, something different. So I like that in-person aspect, but it's not a requirement. And I don't think I could grow my company to the scale that I want if I made it a requirement in today's culture. So we're very open to remote positions. Katie, I normally ask our guests about the valuer high performance insurance career can add to their organization. It sounds like you've got that expertise 
pretty much ticked off. What value could a tech professional, someone who's maybe built a, a SaaS company before, what sort of value could someone like that bring to your team, do you think? I think they'd bring a lot of value around when to place strategic hires in the product and engineering side of the business. We've gotten there over you know, the course of the years of growing the company. Our first customer came into the business in 2014. So we've had you know years to, to kind of figure it out. But that sort of tech leadership knows from the beginning, like, hey, if you don't have this role filled, you're going to struggle really hard. You're going to burn mm-hmm. energy. That you don't need to burn. Let's fill this, then this, then this. And they have kind of a synchronous approach to building out a team, which I understand on the business side because I've been given that insight through my dad and, you know, his insurance background, but I don't, it took me longer to learn that on the technical side. So we do have leadership on the tech side today, but I think, you know, it's just always room for improvement because it, it wasn't a foundation of the company. I wasn't an engineer, nor was my dad. It actually brings me nicely on to our final question today, Katie. If there are insurance leaders, insurance executives out there now who are considering that move to an insured tech business, to a real technology-led organization. What would your advice be to someone who's considering that move your father made, that people in your family have made as well? I would go to a a boot camp, a technical boot camp for um, SaaS products, either SaaS product design or SaaS product development. Choose something lightweight so that you're not overly inundated with technical information you aren't actually going to use but that you have an understanding of the agile development process, the people that play into it, the knowledge they have, the salaries they make, the expectations, timelines. I mean, in a three-month boot camp after work, a couple of days a week, you can learn a ton. That is so helpful to executing tasks and projects and deadlines for any aspect of the business, whether that's you taking a CFO role some C-suite or, you know, being more in the weeds with the product team. Mm. I think it's really helpful to go and grasp that. And then you'll be more equipped to translate what you know about insurance to technical people who may not have your background. And that's just going to improve your product, whatever product you're working on. I think that's great advice. I think you also benefit from really seeing if that is a career move that you want to make. And then even if you don't make that move, you know, you've still added those skills and experience which will help you in your role, whether that's a broker or a carrier. So no, that's really interesting. Thank you for that, Katie. Katie, we've reached the end of our time today. That half an hour has certainly flown by. Would you mind just sharing with us your contact details so that Anyone who's interested in talking to you about PINs or potentially maybe want to get some advice about working at an insured tech business, how would they go about reaching out to you after the show? You can always reach out to me through our website, um, pinsadvantage.com. We've got you know contact us info and demo requests and anybody that you connect with would be able to connect you to me. Make mention that maybe it came from this podcast and that would catch my attention quickly. My email is krose, like the flower at pinsadvantage.com. And I'd love to talk to anybody, you know, about their interest in working at pins or any tech SaaS business in general. We are hiring a couple key roles, particularly on the uh, marketing and product side. So if anyone has an interest in that arena, you know, that's more on the immediate horizon for us. But I've really appreciated the time, Nick. Great talking to you and love the opportunity. So thank you, Katie. It's been great to discuss that through review yeah i urge anyone out there who's listening today you know if there is an interest there please do click through on the links that we'll be posting on the show notes so you can 
get into contact with Katie straight away. Katie, thank you so much for your time. It's been really, really interesting. I think we'll come back to this maybe in 12 months time, see where the business is and see where you're going in your growth and scale from there. Yeah, I'd love to. I really would. Okay, bye next. To all the insurance and insure tech leaders out there, wherever you are listening around the world today, we thank you for tuning in and I'm sure you would have gained a lot of valuable insights and learning from our guest today. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or I'd like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent, please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Codley. This has been the Insurance Coffeehouse Global Insure Tech Series. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.